0: whatever lay around in the yard. Once, when he kicked over a row of beans I had planted in the yard, I chased him down the alley with a bottle until, in range, I hurled it at him. The bottle hit him in the thigh and, to my surprise, showered open with blood. Screaming, his mouth open wide enough to saucer a hat inside, he hobbled home while I stood there, only slightly worried at his wound and the spanking that would follow, shouting that he had better never do that again, and he didn't. I was also hurt by others who were equally as mean, and I am thinking particularly of an oaky kid who yelled that we were dirty Mexicans. Perhaps so, but why bring it up? I looked at my feet and was embarrassed, then mad. With a bottle, I approached him slowly in spite of my brother's warnings that the kid was bigger and older. When I threw the bottle and mist, he swung his stick and my nose exploded blood for several feet. Frightened, though not crying, I ran home with Rick and Deborah chasing me and dabbed at my face and T-shirt, poked mercurochrome at the tear that bubbled, and then lay on the couch, swallowing blood as I slowly grew faint and sleepy. Rick and Deborah looked at me for a while, then got up to go outside to play. Rick and I and the Molinas all enjoyed looking for trouble, and often went to extremes to try to get into fights. One day we found ourselves staring at some new kids on the street, three of them about our age, and when they looked over their picket fence to see who we were, I thought one of them had sneered at us, so I called him a name. They called back at us, and that provocation was enough to send Rick to beat on one of them. Rick entered their yard and was punched in the ear, then in the back when he tried to hunch over to protect himself. Furious as a bee, I ran to fight the kid who had humbled Rick but was punched in the stomach, which knocked the breath out of me so I couldn't tell anyone how much it had hurt. The Molinas grew scared and ran home. While Rick and I, slightly roughed up but sure that we had the guts to give them a good working over, walked slowly home, trying to figure out how to do it. A small flame lit my brain, and I suggested that we stuff a couple of cats into potato sacks and beat the kids with them. An even smaller light flared in my brother's brain. Yeah, that'll get them, he said happy that we were going to get even. We called to our cat, Boots, and found another unfortunate cat that was strolling nonchalantly down our alley in search of prime garbage. I called to it, and it came, purring. I carried it back to our yard, where Rick had already stuffed Boots into a sack, which was bumping about on the ground. Seeing this, the cat stiffened in my arms, and I had trouble working the cat into the sack, for it had spread its feet and opened its claws. But once inside, the cat grew calm, resigning itself to fate, and meowed only once or twice. For good measure, I threw a bottle into my sack, and the two of us, or to be fair, the four of us, went down the alley in search of the new kids. We looked for them, even calling their names at their back porch, but they failed to show themselves. Rick and I believed that they were scared, so in a way, we were victors. Being mean, we kicked over their garbage cans and ran home where we fought one another with the sacks, the cats all along whining and screaming to get out. Perhaps the most enjoyable summer day was when Rick, Deborah, and I decided to burn down our house. Earlier in the summer, We had watched a television program on fire prevention at our grandmother's house, only three houses down from us on Sarah Street. The three of us sat transfixed in front of the gray light of the family's first TV. We sat on the couch with a bowl of grapes. And when the program ended, the bowl was still in Rick's lap, untouched. TV was that powerful. Just after that program, Rick and I set fire to our first shoebox, in which we imagined were many people scurrying to get out. We hovered over the fire, and our eyes grew wild. Later, we got very good at burning shoeboxes. We crayoned windows, cut doors on the sides, and dropped ants into the boxes, imagining they were people wanting very